Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the radio program, Today's Issues on American Family Radio. Today's Wednesday, February the 22nd, in case you're wondering. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Battagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. Fred Jackson. Good morning, Tim. So uh, what happened on your uh, potential jury duty deal? Uh, They didn't want me. How'd they screen you out? Uh, Well. How'd you screen yourself out? No, no. Yeah, I told no. I capital punishment for jaywalking. They said, <laughs> no, we don't need I this never, guy. I never actually got specifically addressed where they would ask me a question. Right. Uh, but I, I did put where I worked. You know, you have to fill out a little form, and I think that probably. I'm not. I've been called three or four times for jury duty, and have never had to serve. And I think it's because why of, would that matter? I, I think that like if it's a defense attorney, they view AFA as being you know. Law conservative. And order, conservative, and they just don't want somebody who works. So do you, like, at that point, do you, like, complain that you're being discriminated no. against? No. <laughs> oh, you don't? Because I would have been, been at jury duty all week, and you know what? I would have done my civic duty, but I just don't have time for that. I am so civic busy. Duty. I'm so busy at work. <laughs> to be a good American, I Ed done doesn't it. have time. I would have done it. I would have done it. I might have grumbled right. a little bit inside. But right. But now my wife has served. What was the case? Twice. Can you tell oh, I can, us that? Yeah, I can't. I can't discuss that. Uh, oh, so it wasn't a traffic ticket. No, no, it was a criminal case. Okay. It was a sure enough criminal case. Okay. I, in fact, I, I will. Uh, the only thing I'll say about it is, I, uh, they did tell us eventually after they screened out a bunch of people who uh, were not qualified or didn't had reasons not to be on it. There was 130 people in the courtroom to start the morning where they start going through the process and they got it down to probably 80 80 people um but then for those 80 they did mention what the case was and it was not going to be a fun case it, right it was a really well, tough thing to i think I got, I got called once maybe twice over the years which is rare i mean you most people get by my age four or five times at least i just said they called my name you know, and I said, no English. <laughs> and the, he said, what'd you say? And I said, no English. Well, I got and, good news for you. That's no Spanish either. It's no English. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think, you know, I think my humor was lost on you guys. <laughs> I said, the judge said, what did you say? And I, oh. answered, <laughs> and I answered him, no English. <laughs> He asked you in English. Yes, he asked me in English. I answered that's in Spanish. That's pretty clever. Did you really in, do that? In butchered Spanish. No, you didn't do that. I didn't do that. No, I, I don't know. What you would have served gladly, right? What happened? Yeah, I, I think I had. Uh, I don't know what happened. Some kind of they don't. You know they they take a pool of a hundred and they might take twelve, right? I mean, well, it would have been fourteen. It would have been twelve in the jury and two alternates. Yeah. So they picked fourteen. All right. Well, and I, I, let me. I will say this. Yeah. It was an all day thing. I mean, I got out of there right. about five, although they did allow us to go for lunch, and then they gave us about an hour while the while the attorneys from both sides, prosecutors and the defense attorneys, took, you know, they had to take about, it was about an hour and a half, almost two hours, where they went through the the available pool of, of jurors and, and 
cut out these, and that's where I got cut out. But they assigned everybody a number. You had a little little card that you held up, and I was juror number 48. Yeah. So all day when I would text my wife or when I went home for lunch, like on the way home for lunch, I said, Juror number 48 is on his way for lunch. <laughs> and uh, and she gave me a kiss when right. I left after lunch right. to go back. And I said, right. do you love me for who I am or because I'm juror number 48? <laughs> I did some kind of 007 yeah. thing where I gave the lounge right. lizard double right. double finger gun point at her. And, and you know, said, I, I don't think your story 48. is going to make a John Grisham novel. <laughs> no. it, just, it ain't going to happen. It's, it's not going to make any novel. There I was, juror number 48. Juror number 48. Uh, all right. Well, we're glad you're here. And also, we encourage people to be civically responsible, yeah. be good American citizens. And Are you kidding? Sir- I'm getting 40 bucks yeah. yesterday. <laughs> I'm going to get a check in a couple of weeks, they said. All right. Um so we got Rick Green coming up at the bottom of the hour. Rick's on Tuesdays and Thursdays with, um, you know, in the uh, AFA at the core slot. He's also the uh, founder of Patriot Academy, and we're going to tell you all about that for, for young people. And uh, it's a great thing that you need to be aware of. And then uh, ha- Abraham Hamilton third is going to be in studio with us coming up at 1045 Central Time right here on American Family Radio. Before we jump into the news of the day, uh, the uh, big news story nationally is the weather. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it is a country divided this morning weather-wise. Really? We're talking Mason-Dixon line division. Right <laughs> yeah, now. we're talking 80-degree temperatures. If you're Where we are in Tupelo. Mississippi, Alabama, right. across the south. Up north, they're expecting at least two feet of snow in Minnesota. And I just saw a live report a few moments ago from Lansing, Michigan. They're getting freezing rain this morning. The, the guy who was doing the live report, he was just showing this glaze of ice over anything metal and on sidewalks, the whole thing. So if you thought you're living in the south, oh, winter's over and things are blooming here. Up north, not so. Yeah, it is unusually warm for the South today. <clears throat> uh, I mean, we're, we're, we're in Tupelo, and it's going to be 80, 82 is our high. Mm-hmm. I would say typically it's mid-60s this time of year, maybe lower 60s in the high. But uh, but I'm not complaining. got my short sleeve shirt on. Mm-hmm. I'm a happy camper. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was I was talking to a gentleman uh, this morning in Idaho, mm-hmm. and uh, – they're not getting it quite as bad as folks in the Dakotas and Montana and Michigan, Minnesota, but he was talking about, and Colorado's getting slammed too. And, uh, I just, you know, I, I just started a, uh, a hate group uh, <laughs> about uh, this year. I decided to start a hate group against winter. Yes. And I don't, you know, I'm being called names by meteorologists and, mm-hmm. and other people. But uh, that's okay. Ski resort workers. Yeah, that's they're calling your names. That's okay. I just, you know, I don't, I don't. Uh, I admire those folks who who can live and endure brutal winters, but it's it's not for me. I, I say, with all due respect to our friends in Minnesota, I say homeless in Miami versus a house in Minnesota <laughs> in January. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I do. I understand. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I, I, one other thing that was good when yeah. I got off jury duty, I'm just trying to bring it all 
back, back to me to you, again. Uh, number, uh, you're number 48. You're when number I, when 48. I got off jury duty, was after 5 o'clock, and the sun was still out. Mm. That's Yes. It, that's, I love that. Uh, amen, brother. Dark. And then time gloomy. changes, what, in two weeks? Something like that? We get we get an additional hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just, I, I don't know. Anyway. I haven't been changing my clock the last two three years. <laughs> that might explain some of my <laughs> showing up late. Showing up late. Mm-hmm. I just uh, yeah. It. You might want to look into that now. If you get your how smartphone. is it that you show up late but go home early? Well, I'm trying to figure that out. That's the beauty of not paying attention to daylight savings. <laughs> Uh, well, daylight savings time. Will, we, in other words, all of us will get another hour of sunshine coming yeah. up. I would like to hear the climate change experts' explanation of this. So is the of, war- what? of the warm weather in the south, is that climate change or snowstorms in the north a cause yes. of climate change? Tell me which one. No, it's both. It's both. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Oh, they it got it. Anything that happens is climate change. Yeah, they, they when they switched over from global warming to climate change, then yeah. they just count everything a win. In fact... They'll say the climate changes if the further right. south you go. And it's your fault, Americans, who drive vans. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and use gas or, stoves. Or eat meat. <clears throat> or eat meat. <clears throat> Breathe. <laughs> which is provided by cows, <laughs> which do things that are harmful to the... Uh, Methane emissions. Let's just yeah. say the words. <laughs> Methane emissions. You're going to get us banned on Facebook, Ed. We're going to be <laughs> we're gonna be violating community standards here before yeah. long. <clears throat> um, all right. Uh, what is your first story there? Fred. Well, uh, from your suggestion, actually, Tim, yes. uh, we want to talk about a brand new study out. And here's the headline, folks. Don't beat us up over this. The mask mandates did nothing. Will any lessons ever be learned? And this is from a study done by Tom Jefferson, the Oxford epidemiologist. This is, is not a right-wing blog, people. It is this not. Is from, uh, this is from a, a, a renowned scientist and a and a, uh, excuse me for interrupting that, Fred, Fred oh. and a, a, and a, a, an organization that is considered the gold standard yes. of scientific research. So go ahead. Yep. There is just no evidence that they, referring to masks, make any difference. Uh, and also, people say, oh, yeah, but what about the N95 masks, which are the kind of the Cadillac version? He says, no, those included. They don't make any difference when it comes to the transmission of of air that comes out of your mouth. Well, especially the COVID virus, but the COVID nineteen yes. virus. By the way, Brent, did we put this on our Facebook page? Huh? You're about to do it. Okay, Brent, our producer is putting the story that Fred's citing on our Today's Issues Facebook page, so you can have it for yourself. Again, this is not <clears throat> uh, politically driven. Uh, this is a scientific research. Mm-hmm. And it's from, a, as I say, an esteemed the gentleman you were quoting. What's his name and title? His name is Tom Jefferson. He's an Oxford epidemiologist, and he got together with eleven colleagues. They conducted the study for Cochrane, which is a British nonprofit that is widely considered the gold standard for its reviews of healthcare data. Okay, so that's the gentleman, and he they looked at the effect that mask wearing had on the spread of COVID. And he said, give the quote again. He said, there is just no evidence that they mask make any difference. And he said, with regards to N95, uh, same thing. Makes no difference. None of it. That's what okay. they concluded. Now, I wonder why that was. Uh, because I, I watched a clip of Dr. Anthony Fauci early on 
And he made the same point that this gentleman makes now. Mm-hmm. And that is, Dr. Fauci said, um, who is, uh, you know, the, the COVID guru for the country for a while, right? Mm-hmm. He that isn't his official title. He was <laughs> National Institute of Health. Did I say something no. disrespectful? <laughs> no, just that wasn't his official title. COVID guru? <laughs> a COVID clown. Was not as official. Oh, okay. Was, well, I was laughing at your sarcasm. Okay, gotcha. <clears throat> well, Dr. Fauci say, uh, said early on that masks did not make a difference in the spread of uh, a virus like COVID because, if I remember correctly, the particles are so tiny, so minuscule, that they can't be stopped with a mask. That's what his point was, just Dr. Fauci. Now, he flip-flopped, uh-huh. which is when he started losing credibility with a lot of people. We, before that, we didn't even know who he was. But all of a sudden, he pops on the scene. He's at the White House with President Trump and giving us instructions on on what our response should be. And <clears throat> at the time, nobody knew. Who knew? Huh? Oh, what do we, we just, we, we're trying to listen to the experts, right? right. Nobody wanted to die. So right. we're, we're trying to. It was so, a novel. We were told it was a novel right. virus. So right. It was a new thing. So uh, Dr. Fauci says uh, uh, you can wear a mask if you want to, but uh, they're, they're not going to do any good. I, I'm, 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 I'm uh, paraphrasing, but that's what he said. Uh-huh. Then he changed, as I say. Uh-huh. This gentleman here is saying after the research is in that uh, the mask did nothing to stop the spread of COVID. That's right. All right, guys, so, I, I'm going to say. I, I don't know where you guys are getting your information because when we started this issue, this topic, I went right to Google, okay, and I typed in study proves masks did not work, and all I see are is link after link showing that masks do work. From 2021? <laughs> From yeah. What I year mean, are you reading yes, from? From 2021 and 2019. Yes, well, guess what? They so were, why guess would, what? They were wrong. Why would Google, why would, but why would Google put all those links first before you get to Answer the one your own question, that Fred's Ed. talking about? Now, listen, we know that Google arranges your results in a way that follows their narrative. Yes. That's, I was, I was they, being sarcastic. What was interesting about this study uh, when I was reading this this morning, is that they that what what this team said was that masks uh, could prove effective for particular individuals, but the mask mandates because people do not use them properly, uh, because they touch their faces, uh, because of human nature. Because uh, for a for a list of about a half dozen reasons, they said the mask mandate was a complete flop and didn't help. And now we now we said that not just us, but lots of people said people are not. Listen, I would have a mask being forced to go into Walmart, or, and I would put it in the console between the, the the two seats in the front of our vehicle and pull that out like everybody else in the country. <laughs> It was a show mask. It was a show mask. There's no telling what kind of filth eventually wound up being on that mask, but I'd put my mask on, and then I would scratch my face. I have a mustache and a beard. It would itch. 
I would reach under there. That's the way people wear the masks. So this was a complete flop. And now the science really is in. You know who I feel sorry for the most are the little kids in school who were forced to wear these masks for eight hours a day. And what that did, we now know psychologically what it did to a lot of kids. Uh, it affected their learnings in so many different ways because... Trying, they, to, trying to watch a teacher uh, speak? Speak. There were problems there. And just being behind the mask, plus they put them in plastic boxes, all of these kids. When the, when the story is written of this period of history in this country, I hope somebody goes to jail somewhere along the way. The CDC's credibility is gone. Listen, it Ro- is completely gone. Rochelle Walensky, who's the director of the CDC, was it just last week? I think it was just last week, she said, or maybe two weeks ago, within the last couple of weeks, she said the CDC's recommendations regarding masks have not changed and will not change. Remember, she was asked yeah, no. about whether or not the CDC was going to continue uh, recommending. She said, our recommendations have not changed. Listen, They're doubling <clears throat> down. Yeah, listen, mask may work to prevent some things. Nobody's denying that maybe there's a time and a place for mask for some kind of a disease or virus. But what 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 they're saying here for the reason what part of the you mentioned, Ed, and the fact that the virus is COVID is so as I say, I don't know what else word, word to use, so minuscule. It's uh that it's impossible to stop with just a mask. Now, I guess some would say, well, at least mask may not stop it altogether, but it's an extra layer of protection. But what these guys are saying is, no, no, it wasn't. These are these are epidemiologists epidemiologists and scientists, and they're saying no, it wasn't. So, you know, I don't fault people for, you know, uh, all of us, we're having to struggle through what's the right thing to do, and and we don't want to, we don't want to be spreading the COVID around, and so we're trying to, you know, try to follow. <clears throat> and these things were being given to us, you know, daily or weekly, and mm-hmm. and so uh, a lot of mistakes were made. Things people were doing things out of, uh, you know, the best intentions, but but as but now <clears throat> after a few months, a lot of people began to say, you know. Even doctors saying, "Hey, this mask aren't doing anything to stop the spread." No. We're only going through the. We're only pretending here. We yeah. were. We were all going through the motions, and like you said early on, we were simply listening to the experts because nobody knew what was going on. Because mm-hmm. I can remember, we had most of our staff here at AFA and AFR American Family Radio. Most of our staff were at home. Uh, the, the leadership was here, and there were departments like. Radio News. We were had, socially distanced in this studio. We were socially distanced. We were wiping down countertops with Clorox wipes. When I went to the microwave, we had a big box of these disposable plastic gloves. I, I touched. I wasn't touching anything. <laughs> I wasn't touching anything. I, I had the mask, the, uh, uh, not the mask inside, but the, uh, the glove on, pressing the numbers, boop, 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 and then uh, heating up my food. And every time I touched something without a glove, I was washing my hands. And then we found out none of that worked. Remember they said the virus did not live on countertops. One of the most ridiculous policies, if you're on an airplane, supposed to have the mask, but you're allowed to take it off when you ate. Uh, (laughs) So somehow the virus (laughs) didn't come out 
when you're eating. And, you know, people, you get a cracker. If you flew economy, you only get crackers these days. But you would take half an hour to eat a cracker because you didn't have to wear the mask on. That kind of that kind of insanity where people were going, no, wait a second. How how can I why are you saying I can take my mask down to throw a couple of pretzels in there? Uh-huh. And it was also the things like Nancy Pelosi being shown going in to get her hair done, no masks. Yes. She got to go in yes. to the essential well, work. She was saying masks for everybody. Yes. yes. And Gavin Newsom. Yes. The oh, governor yeah. of Florida that's going the off kind, the parties. That's the governor kind of, of California. Stuff that made yeah. people go, now wait a second. Yeah. I'm not believing you anymore. <laughs> yeah, I I remember. Uh, this goes to show you how irrational we became. I hate to admit this. <laughs> I really do. I'm ashamed of myself. But at my house, my own house, which nobody goes to, <laughs> except for me and my wife, except for maybe five day holidays or whatever. My yeah. And and I came home. I was on my back patio, and I went to touch my doorknob <laughs> to go to go back to my bedroom, you know, to the hallway. And I I thought to myself, Do I need a glove? <laughs> you know, do I, I can I maybe I should put my shirt over this doorknob because there don't could, be don't be I could ashamed. Have, I could have had a virus. Uh, the COVID could be there from last week, and I'm still. You know, I better when huh? we picked up our groceries outside. At Walmart, right. they brought it to your trunk. Remember? Yeah. Do you yeah. order it? They yeah. put it. Oh yeah. I brought those home the first couple of weeks. I wiped down all the stuff that was in the. Oh, bag. you mean in the bag? Yeah, in, because somebody containers. at Kroger may have touched it and had COVID. In, yeah, and that's the end. Of the end. That's that's what I, uh, we were all doing. That kind we of were, stuff. Yep. And then there would be no juror forty-eight. Yep. Uh, no <laughs> juror forty-eight. I mean, Where would that juror forty-eight be? I remember the, like the first few days uh, when it, when we were told you know shut down whatever I had to, I had to get some gasoline went to the gas station and Allison and Allison my wife she's like she's scientist's worst nightmare I think <laughs> I mean she's she's like a lot she was hardcore oh like, yeah she didn't suspicious. believe it. she she was suspicious right off the bat of all these uh, yeah mandates and and anyway anyway that's a story for another time. But I think I told her to get me some uh, some of those plastic gloves, the kind you buy at you know the grocery store. While not not uh, not official, I'm not talking about doctors, uh, but pla- rubber. I'm talking about plastic, those right. little clear plastic right. things. I was in the getting gasoline. I, I I sat there probably 15, ten to fifteen minutes trying to get that thing on, <laughs> and huh, and and I'm sitting afraid there. to touch the handle. Yeah, that's what it was. I, I, I didn't want to touch the handle because somebody had been there previous to me 10 minutes earlier who right. no doubt had, had deathly COVID. Yes. And they touched the same gas pump, and I wasn't yeah. about to touch it because Dr. Fauci told me. That's right. Huh? I could save lives. Well, guess what? Now he's a joke, Dr. Fauci. And and you know what? The CDC is better be careful. Well, they're going to be a joke. Yeah. They're, it's going to take a long time before people trust these folks again. Yeah. Well, well, it explains why only 16% of the American population are buying into the boosters anymore. They're just not doing it. No, they're not. By the way, I did end up getting three fingers in that thing. <laughs> the other two, I just gave up. And so I, I learned to that day how to, how to use a gas pump with three fingers. <laughs> so I, I guess I Dangerous. did. I, get, I guess I did benefit in a yep. way on, on that. It hadn't helped me anymore since, but... No. All right. 
and the expression. We all learned the expression, mask up, right? Mask up. <laughs> anyway, all right, so uh, listen, uh, nobody's gloating. Well, I guess some people are gloating, but. I'm kind of gloating. Are you? But uh, scientific evidence is in that masks did not work to stop the spread of COVID. And neither did the back quote vaccine stop it, stop you from getting it or from spreading it. That's why we were told about that as well. We'll be back momentarily. Hello, I'm Sam Rohr, president of the American Pastors Network, a growing national network of pastors committed to the authority of Scripture and preaching the whole counsel of God. We believe biblical obedience is the foundation for revival and impacting our culture for Christ is our duty. For too long, the pulpits of America have been silent on the important issues such as marriage and family and assault on our liberty. Join us in the battle for truth on Stand in the Gap weekend, Sunday evenings at 6 p.m. on American Family Radio, and visit us at AmericanPastorsNetwork.org. We live in a day when America's families are under attack like never before. Buddy Smith, Senior Vice President of the American Family Association. The war against biblical principles rages on numerous fronts. The Internet, Hollywood, Washington, D.C., America's corporate boardrooms, and the list goes on. At American Family Association, we're committed to standing against the enemies of God, the enemies of your family. And we recognize it's an impossible task without God's favor and your partnership. Thank you for being faithful to pray for this ministry, to give financially, and to respond to our calls for activism. What you do on the home front is crucial to what we do on the battlefront. We praise God for your faithfulness. And may He give us many victories in the battles ahead as we work together to restore our nation's biblical foundations. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. Over the past several weeks now, there have been at least a half dozen explosions at manufacturing plants around the nation, at least five train derailments involving hazardous materials, an untold number of food warehouses and distribution centers have gone up in smoke. There have been major power outages at JFK International Airport and Oakland, California. If I didn't know better... I'd say America is under attack. I'm not one to believe in coincidences, and I find it very strange that much of this sabotage has happened since we shot down that Chinese spy balloon off the South Carolina coast. Now, the question is whether or not the enemy we're dealing with here is foreign or domestic. Either way, pay attention, folks. Something very nefarious is at play here. No, I'm not wearing a tinfoil hat. I'd like to encourage you to read my book, Culture Jihad, How to Stop the Left from Killing a Nation. You can get a copy right now at ToddStarns.com. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. 
Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on American Family Radio. Tim, Ed, and Fred. Just got off the phone with my wife, Allison. Was she listening to the show? Yeah, she was listening to the show, and she just <laughs> reminded me that she was right about everything she said <laughs> about COVID. I uh, told you so. Yeah, well, yeah, she did. She said it was a man-made virus. That turned out to be true. Huh? Made in a lab in China. Mm-hmm. Remember that early on they were saying, no, this is bats. Right. Okay. Well, wet market. So, so wet market bats that just happened to be, uh, you know. Near Wuhan. Uh, near Wuhan. Where the lab was. Where the lab was. Yeah. yeah. Where the virus escaped from. I don't believe it was intentional. That's my view. That's I my think, view, too. I, I think, think they were doing experiments. Yep, yep. And it accidentally got yep, out. Yep. But I do also believe the commie, the chai comms, the communist Chinese, yeah. I believe that once it started getting out, they said, well, let's let it ride Let's see how this works out in case we ever want to, in parentheses, in case use we ever a bio want to, in, in case we want to use a bioweapon, let's see how this thing, kind of like the balloon. No, no, all joking aside. Up, up and away. Let's just, let's just see how, if we, how far we can get with this thing and see what the U.S. does. Yeah. The only problem I have with that theory, and I don't want to argue with Ed, you're probably right, but. I, I'll just, I'll just go, I'll call Allison. Okay. Straighten you out. Okay. <laughs> Is that, uh. I think once it was uh, escaped from the lab in Wuhan, it was on its own. That's, nothing, that, that's possible. You know what I'm saying? There was yeah. nothing you could do to stop it. They did right. lock down Wuhan, yeah. you know, but by that time, people were traveling around the world, and especially all the business between Italy and uh, China. You remember that? Oh, we were all watching people die, practically dying in the streets. Like It looked like the, the Black Plague. It, yeah. That's what we were seeing on TV. Right. And that's what we thought, well, that's what's coming to our shores next week or two weeks from now, whatever. I, I, I do want to uh, thank Karen on our Facebook page. I was looking during the break, and she did remind me that I have publicly confessed to being a germaphobe anyway. Duly noted. So, <clears throat> in a sense, I do want to admit when this all started, I took a great deal of satisfaction in watching everybody lather up with hand sanitizer be like you to be like me at least for a little while so karen thank you for, for rubbing that in my face germaphobe yeah well rubbing your face that's not a good thing to say to you no that's huh? true as a germaphobe she's come up with something else wearing a mask wearing a mask all right uh you're listening to today's issues on the american family radio network we thank you for uh joining us well uh the patriot academy uh, was started by uh, Rick Green, who's uh, on for he and Walker swap days during the week on AFA at the core. Rick's on most Tuesdays and Thursdays. He's a former state Texas state representative uh, and, uh, as I say, founder of the Patriot Academy. We're going to tell you what that is and why your young person needs to be aware of it. Uh, good morning, Rick. Hey, good morning, guys. I, I'm just sitting here shocked by the element of, of surprise that Allison was right and Tim was wrong. I mean, I figured that's the norm. <laughs> that is the norm, uh, whether whether that's true or not. I go with happy wife, happy life philosophy. <laughs> uh, so I don't, I don't, I don't try to force my uh, 
force my views on my bride all the time, but uh, yeah, she has good. She like a lot of women, she has good instincts. Yes, uh, on on things uh, that may, maybe she doesn't have a degree in necessarily. Right. Uh, but hey, hey, Rick. Uh, by the uh, what is the by the way, where do you you live? Uh, do you near, live near Austin? Yeah, we're just west of Weird. Uh, we even have <laughs> shirts that say. Uh, you know, keep dripping normal because they like keep Austin weird. So I live in Dripping Springs. We have shirts that say just west of weird. But I'm actually moving from there to Fredericksburg, Texas. Beautiful, beautiful town in the in the heart of the hill country. That's where we're building the Patriot Academy campus. Which, by the way, since Allison is such a better shot than you, Tim, it's very important for I'm you a- to come to Patriot Academy's constitutional defense course and learn how to handle yourself with a better with a handgun shot so that uh, she's not out shooting you all the time. Rick, better shot. Uh, Tim is I'm, not a shot I'm, at all. <laughs> <laughs> Allison, Allison's Listen. like expert status on an AR-15 and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, Allison's. I love it. She's got all kind of weapons at our house. I don't even. I find them all over the place. I'm like going, what are you going to reach how, into the cookie jar? We got, you, how, we got so much ammo here. I said, <laughs> how many people we're going to kill? <laughs> And where are we going to bury? And where are we going to bury them all? I said, we got to. Since you're the one who's going to have to dig up, dig the grave. Uh, she is a good shot, and she goes and practices. Are and you sure she's not a Texas woman? Maybe she's Texan at heart. I don't know. We got some rednecks here in Mississippi too, but uh, uh, that uh, know how to use guns. But uh, I told her, listen, you get your AR fifteen. Is it a fifteen? AR fifteen. You get your AR fifteen, and she has one of those. Um. And I said, I and bet I, she has more than one, but yeah. And she's got something called a Glock too. Yeah. Uh, that she carries around. But yeah. anyway, and you, you get those things, I'll get my seven iron <laughs> and we will defend our home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I think she said, uh, don't, don't bring your golf club to a gunfight. No, okay? that's right. Listen, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even rely on the seven iron. If a raccoon was on the patio <laughs> in a bad mood. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Seven hours is pretty tough. Uh, <laughs> we uh, get one, uh, <laughs> one swing. Uh, all right. So tell us what the uh, Patriot Academy is, Rick. Well, you know, we've been uh, we've been teaming up with you guys for years for our what we call a, a leadership congress. We do it in state capitals across the country, and we just sort of go in and, in the summer, take over the capital for a week, and bring in young people, 16 to 25, teach them biblical worldview, let them live the life of a legislator. So they're on the real floor and the real committees debating the issues of the day and learning how to apply the Bible to those issues and then learning good leadership skills, speaking skills, media skills, how to go out and lead whatever area God's called them to. And and most of our graduates don't go into politics. Most of them go into business or the pulpit or ministry, whatever it might be. But some do go into politics. We've got a lot of great graduates now serving in Congress and legislatures and local government all over the country. So we've been doing that for, wow, man, 20-something 20, uh, years now. And, and uh, we started a few years ago because folks older over 25 were saying, we want to do something like that, and we want to learn these things. So we started our Constitution Coach Program, and that's where people, they literally become the coach in their community for teaching the Constitution. And we've got 24,000 of those now across the country. So these classes are happening in living rooms and, and churches, and some classes have three people, some have 500 people, but it's really capitalizing on this this resurgence of interest in how do we save the country? How do we save liberty? How do we turn this thing back around? And as you guys talk about all the time, the formula is not complicated. It's right there in God's word, and 
as David Barton's taught for years, uh, you know, that's, uh, if we rebuild the walls, if we rebuild the foundations, we can get the positive results. So a lot of good stuff happening, man. What is your website? Patriotacademy.com. Patriotacademy.com. And that also has some info about the campus. I, I, I was only halfway kidding when I said, uh, and I talked to Allison about this the other day, that, uh, that Tim needs to come do this constitutional defense course. So five days with us on the range. You get handgun defense during the day and constitution training at night, and uh, and you'll come home not nearly as good a shot as Allison, but you'll at least be able to hold your own. Okay, okay, well we'll consider that. <laughs> you, uh, you actually, you really should do it. Yeah, um, it's fun too. It's uh, fun. I'll tell yeah, you. I know. Right, but but now I want you to talk about these. Uh, you're still doing the uh, state capital events uh, within four or five different locales, right? Yeah, we're actually up to seven. This is our. Uh, this all right, is our flagship all right. Tell program. tell people so we'll, tell tell people what what we're talking about. It's seven seven state capitals. The various you can list the states, and then uh, and then who qualifies to attend and how they can register because that's really really. I'd, I'd love to see your camps fill up this summer if you're not already. Go ahead and talk about that. Yeah, yeah. In fact, it's um you know it's it, it's 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 become really the, the elite leadership training program for, for any young person that, that wants to be a leader, that, that wants to be a leader in their generation. So we're raising up a new remnant. They, uh, they can meet at the state capitol in Texas for the big national one in, in August. And that one also has, uh, I'm not even sure if you guys know this, but on the House side of the capitol, we have 150 young people doing a, a mock legislative session. And on the Senate side of the capitol, we have military veterans. So we have military veterans that come in all ages, all branches, and they do the same thing. And every military vet tells me afterwards, now I know what I was fighting for. I really understand inside the belly of the beast how a constitutional republic works. But the kids, the young people, 16 to 25, so this is high school, college, law students, they meet in Texas first week of August. Or in June and July, we do it in, in Phoenix for the southwest at the capital there. We do it in, in Boise uh, for the northwest uh, up there at the capital in Idaho. Uh, we do Tallahassee, Florida for the southeast. We do... Uh, Colorado at Colorado Christian University, and also we're doing the, for the first time Indianapolis for our Midwest Academy uh, there in Indiana, and then we do Delaware for the Northeast. All of them, uh, you know, you can come from anywhere in the country. You don't have to go just to the one closest to you, so it just depends on your summer schedule and that sort of thing, but you uh, do a quick uh, application. We ask for a couple yeah. of us. Go ahead. Are they all in the summer? Yeah, all in the summer, and uh, and the application process is quick and easy. It's very inexpensive because we raise money all year long to offset this thing. But even folks, if you may not have a young person in your life that, that you'd like to send to this, but you'd like to sponsor a kid from around the country, you can do that. Uh, we ask the kids to raise the tuition, though, because we want them to learn how to do that, to get people to invest in freedom by investing in them. And right, so even what, if you're going to you know, sponsor your... Yeah, what's the daily schedule sort of look like? What, what do they do in these kids, 15 to 25 or 16, 25, whatever you said, and... And then uh, how long is the camp? How many days is the camp? It's very intense. I designed it to be just like a real legislative session. So I was a state rep in Texas. And, man, during a session, you don't get much sleep. You're going early in the morning till late, late at night. We do that with them. We want them to be put under that, under that pressure. So they're doing everything from several hours on the House floor, actually learning the process, debating the bills, several hours in committee, learning that process and having a, a much more you know, intimate and, and intense time. Uh, and then they learn, they go through speaking workshops. So they, they get up and do um, practice public speaking and learn those skills. They do uh, all kinds of, all kinds of leadership workshops and training. 
and it's just nonstop. So they get home and they crash when it's over, but it's really a really great experience. And the fellowship as well. And, and we've even had, believe it or not, Tim, we've had now about 40 weddings come out of Patriot Academy where students have met. So I'm, I'm thinking about buying the website patriotsonly.com. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if that's available or not. But, that's good. Uh, anyway, so that's a, yeah. But how many days <laughs> so does it last? Uh, let's see. So the Texas one is seven days. It's a full week. And then all the other ones, the regional ones around the country, are three days. And so they, they, uh, uh, they, it's about roughly 500 bucks for the, for the regional ones and about a thousand bucks for the, for the week long one. Gotcha. Awesome. What's the website again? Patriotacademy.com. There's videos in there. The kids can watch that. And, and, and let me just say this to any young people listening right now, you don't have to have any experience. You don't have to know anything about the law or government or constitution or have ever spoken in front of people or anything. We get people from all, we get debate champs to come, and we get people that would never get up in front of a group if they had to, and and everybody's got a role. We just want to teach you to be a good citizen. It's well, all about raising biblical citizens. Here's why we support Patriot Academy at American Family Association, American Family Radio, and what Rick Green and his team are doing is because I want to see those 16 to 25-year-olds who are going through the Patriot Academy go on to be city councilmen, state legislators, Governors, House of Representative members, senators, and presidents. Right. That's what I want to see. Judges. Amen. And judges uh, and lawyers. Amen. Right. Going forward, we need and we, it. Yeah. Go ahead. We need it. And, Tim, we've got some of it, too. You know, I want, I want to point that out. I mean, even the guy that, that did the, um, after the State of the Union, the response to the State of the Union, the Spanish response, Juan Siscomani, new congressman from Arizona. That's one of our guys. He was governor of Patriot Academy for, for a while. Uh, we've got state legislators all over the country, a couple other members of Congress, but we've got state legislators across the country. In fact, when all the COVID crackdowns happened, most of these states where you saw leaders and legislatures getting up and fighting the governors and trying to stop that stuff, most of those were our, our graduates. So it's, it, it, and, and most importantly, like you said, city councils, school boards, uh, judges. We've got judges that came through Patriot Academy, and we see a difference. Now, it's small compared to what it needs to be. We need to be doing 10 times what we've done up to this point. And that's why folks that are listening, your support, when you support AFA, you're supporting Patriot Academy. When you support and you and you send a kid yeah. to these these programs, you're supporting your local government and your state and federal government becoming more constitutional and more biblical. Yeah. Amen. All right. Uh, Rick, are you halfway full with uh, your camps for the summer? I mean, there's still space available, right? Yeah, there's still space available. A couple of them are nearly full uh, and then some of them still have some room. So just jump on the website, PatriotAcademy.com. Click on that Leadership Congress button and yeah. for the young people i especially recommend watch some of those videos they'll get a little taste of what they're going to experience and i can promise you you're going to find out you're not alone there's other young people across the nation that that are just like you and that want to be a part of the solution and you're going to learn some great stuff when you come and you might find your lifelong spouse at one of these that's right that's right you it never happens. know i, got I one... just married a couple in january in washington state i love I, it i got a one more question for you a two-minute answer if you can uh what was that? What was that uh, thing in Austin the other day with all those cars downtown doing uh, circles and and all that stuff, all that crazy? What was that all about? It's it's chaos, man. The the, the you know the city of Austin is so liberal. It's the San Francisco of the South, and they defunded the police, slashed the budgets. They basically put the the entire police force at a major disadvantage uh, in a city that big. And, you know, the, 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 the people that have no respect at all for law enforcement are, are running the show. And so it's become a real, the Austin police association just, you know, put out a, a scathing statement uh, against the city council and the mayor for what they've done. 
So, you know, it's, um, it, it's unfortunately looking like Portland and Seattle and those kind of places and right there in the heart of Texas. It's a shame, man. What were they doing down there? Do you it know? Was, I think, but as I understand it, it was some of the, you know, the, the late night drag racing kind of yeah. stuff that they, <clears throat> that people do illegally when they, and they go, and it's basically just a, a big party. They're just having a massive party, but they're doing it in the middle of the streets. And, but and, the police, and the, the, the police went down there to break it up. And they got pushed back. That's right. They basically exactly. got told, they get out of here. The, right. the, 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 yeah. the, the crowd forced the police out. Yeah. That was what was shocking watching that on video. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, Austin is getting uh, the San Francisco of the South, unfortunately. But it's a beautiful city just to drive through. And oh, it's look a shame, at, man. You know, it's, it's a shame. And Hill Country, that whole area, you know. And, and it's just like, it, 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 I mean, we've talked about it for a while. It's 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 happening all over the country. I mean, crime's going through the roof. Especially and, the big and cities. And that's why we started doing yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the big cities are, are – and some of them are, are lost, man. I yeah. mean, but that's why we pushed this constitutional defense course. I mean, I'm, I joke around with you about the, the handgun thing, but self-defense is – you know, it's a God-given right. It's, the, it's enshrined yes, it in the is. Second Amendment, and, and we've trained 5,000 people over the last couple of years on this. So even people that have never touched a gun, we encourage them to come and train. In fact, 55% of the people that do our course are women. And so this is one of Patriot Academy's most important courses because it teaches you the intellectual ammunition of knowing the Constitution and knowing why we have a second amendment, but then it teaches you the physical training. So if you're going to carry a firearm, you need training. I encourage people not to carry. If they haven't done any training like this, it'll change your life and it'll prepare you. I, I used to be naive and think it won't happen to me. I was that Proverbs 27, 12 guy, you know, the fool walks blindly on and suffers the consequences, but the wise person takes precaution and, uh, and, and foresees that danger. And so I, I started training and I'm, I'm glad I did. And I encourage everybody else to do the same. And, and we do it cheaper than anybody else, but it's good fellowship as well. PatriotAcademy.com. Is that what you said? You got it. You got okay. it. And, that, right. and by the way, groundbreaking for the campus is April 22nd. You can come in for the big groundbreaking to Fredericksburg and stay over for the first class on site on our campus. We've been doing the classes all over the country, but now we're going to do them on our campus site. So mm. that's all at PatriotAcademy.com as well. Yeah. All right. Well, good for you. Thank you, Rick. Take care. See you. Hey, bless you guys. Hey, okay. thanks right. so much for having me. Appreciate it. It's Rick Green, uh, founder of the Patriot Academy. Uh, take advantage of that, especially with your 16 to 25-year-olds. Is that what he said? Yeah. Uh, I know Walker Wildman, my son, went to Patriot Academy about 10, 8, 10 years ago. And now he was already a committed Christian and a committed, uh, you know, Patriot. But what he learned at Patriot Academy was invaluable. Right. You know, how, how to be a thinking activist basically and how to get involved in politics and government and influence uh, legislation all those things it's a great thing that they're doing all right joining us in studio is our good friend and our brother abraham hamilton and our colleague abraham hamilton the third he's a public policy analyst for us here at american family association general counsel and he's the uh, host of the Hamilton Corner each weekday afternoon from 5 to 6 o'clock Central Time right here on American Family Radio. Good morning, Brother Abe. Good morning. Um, did you, When you were younger uh, and you were studying to be a lawyer, I mean, did you go through anything like what we're talking about here, uh, I, some I, kind of training? I or? did, and it was life-changing for me. It wasn't Patriot Academy, although uh, I know uh, our brother Rick Green uh, got started with Wall Builders and our, yeah. our friend and brother David Barton. Uh, the Lord is amazing how the Lord does these things. David Barton came to my church in New Orleans when I was 16 years old. 
and rat, that radically changed my life. I was like, who is this guy with all of these old books? He had books all across the entire stage, and I had never heard anybody explain the Constitution like David Barton did. I ended up going to college with Damaris Barton. She and I, David Barton's daughter, I didn't uh, graduated, know that. graduated from college the same year uh, in 2002. And then when I was in law school, now Congressman Mike Johnson from Shreveport, Louisiana, recommended me for something I had no idea existed called Alliance Defending Freedom's Blackstone Fellowship. Huh. I had no clue. Uh, and so I ended up getting a call from ADF saying, you've been highly recommended to us. Uh, and what, what Blackstone Fellowship is, it's a um, basically it's the constitutional training equivalent of a big firm clerkship. They pay you to teach you. Um, and uh, those events worked together to radically not only transform my life, but move me towards an originalist constitutionalist approach to the Constitution itself. And like you said, I mean, it was it was invaluable. I mean, it was jam packed. It was high paced. Um, and another side note, phase two of my assignment in Blackstone, I was assigned to Plano, Texas, to what was then Liberty Legal Institute by our friend Kelly Shackelford mm-hmm. of First Liberty. And so it's amazing how the Lord orchestrated all of these steps to get, to get me where he wanted me to be. Let me ask you this. Uh, as a lawyer, uh, uh, and, and, and there are many people listening to us right now who have uh, children or grandchildren, they're considering maybe going into law, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, jo- lawyers deserve it. They get the jokes. <laughs> uh, like used car salesmen, they get the jokes, right? Um, until you need one. Or until the, you need one. Until you need one. But, uh, <laughs> but, but I want to ask you this. Um, uh, in all seriousness, we need young people to go into law, uh, Christian young people to go into law who are patriots, who love the Constitution, who love our country. Uh, this isn't why we ask you to be on the program this morning, but I want to ask you, are, are there, and this wouldn't be exclusive necessarily, but are there three law schools looking around the country that you are tr- say are trustworthy? Um, are there three? <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, if you want to tough. come back next week and yeah. answer that question, that's Yeah, let me to- do that. I mean, because uh, I, you know, I think I think Regents is, is one Regents of the top. Regents in, in Virginia, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, in terms of others, and I haven't been to every single law school, so that's right. another But uh, you can look thing. at their graduates and see yes. a lot of times. And, and and I know people from a lot of different graduates, but it is not really based on the law school. It's based on the individual. Um, okay. Well, if you Let wanna, me look into it. Be, yeah, look into I it because I would like you to answer. say I, I can recommend these three to five law yeah. schools. And, again, that would mean others aren't. Uh, but I, those these are ones that maybe you vetted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because And, and among all – things what i was will, will most assuredly recommend no matter what law school you go to one of the first year courses if you're taking a full 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 term full-time course load will be constitutional law will what will be a radical departure from whatever is being taught at the law school is if you actually read the constitution hmm. which um, you did not have to do in law school and i'm not that is not an exception you talk to any lawyer you talk to rick green you talk to most lawyers around the country they'll tell you that when they're constitutional law classes, you have a book about two, three and a half, four inches thick, chopped full of Supreme Court opinions. And my constitutional law textbook in law school, the Constitution was a pocket part. It was an, an appendix. It was never assigned reading. And I remember having. Really? Yes. This is a fact, Tim. And this is not. Talk to any lawyer you want to and ask him this question. Were you assigned to read the actual Constitution in your constitutional law class? And they're going to tell you no. Because. With the, the progressive movement, there was a shift 
and basically what it was is macroevolutionary theory applied to law to where the Blackstonian approach to constitutional law, where you actually study the document, you study the history of the Constitution, you study the lives of the signers of the Constitution, you study the debates surrounding the Constitution, you study the Federalist Papers, the Anti-Federalist Papers, you study the debates surrounding the Bill of Rights. Why did states refuse to ratify the Constitution without the Bill of Rights? That's a part of Blackstonian orthodoxy. Well, with the advent of macroevolution applied to law, you have the presentation of legal positivism to where we don't need to see what the founders thought. All we need to know is what other judges have said about this, and we seek to improve upon what they may have done. Okay, and do you think, kind of putting you on the spot here, but I think I know what you'll what you'll say. Do you think the reason they go to legal positivism is because they act, these progressives, quote unquote, is because they actually despise the Constitution and want to put it in the dustbin of history and move to man's opinion about how we should live? Absolutely right. John Maynard Keynes said this, and he was a, a Fabian socialist progressive, also a sexually deviant, but that's a whole other deal. Um, he said, the found, we have to admit it, the founders have outwitted us with their diffusion of power, their separation of powers and checks and balances. The only way for us to have our Marxist utopia is if we completely overthrow the stranglehold that the founders have on our Constitution. Who said that? John Maynard Keynes, the author of Keynesian, Keynesian Economics. Economics. Really? He said it like that? He said it just like I just quoted it to you. Because these progressives, the statists, the Marxists, whatever you want to call them, they want to aggregate power centralize it, but you can't do that if you follow the Constitution because our founders separated powers. That's right. And legal positivism was the mechanism that was utilized to entrench itself in our legal system to make to make separation from the founders standard practice among jurists, which is why among most law schools, strict constructionist, originalist interpretation, you sound like a dinosaur. They want to be inventive. They want to be novel, and they want to actually separate themselves from the strictures of the founding so that they can do whatever they want to do, which culminates in an aggregation of power, which is the exact yeah. opposite of what our founders sought to once, establish. Once you're able to centralize power, especially at a federal government level, level then it becomes <clears throat> much easier to control everybody. Right. And that's what the founding fathers knew. Thank you, Abe. Appreciate it. So you're get that welcome. law school list ready, and sure. we'll talk to you next time. All right. We'll see you back here in five minutes, everybody. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.